0: Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill. I'm the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Friday, November 18th, 2022. This is edition number 34 of season four of the Morning Devotional. We are currently working our way through the book of Exodus. Today we come to Exodus chapter 34. We are going to be looking uh, after today, uh, beginning next week, we will uh, really wrap up. Uh, the book of Exodus next week by looking at chapters 35, uh, 36, 37, 38, 39, and 40, um, and where we see the actual construction of the tabernacle, uh, beginning with uh, Exodus 36, concluding with Moses meeting with the Lord at the at the opening, at the, uh, at the tabernacle itself, at the end of the book of Exodus. Those chapters will go relatively quickly, I think, because we have already covered much of the detail regarding the tabernacle uh, in previous chapters. But this morning we come to Exodus 34, a very important chapter, as God renews his covenant with his people after the, the disastrous uh, events that occurred in Exodus 32. Let's pray first and then we'll consider briefly this chapter this morning. Our God in heaven, as we come to your word again, we come with a humble reliance upon your spirit to teach us and guide us in all things. We confess to you our weakness and confess to you that we are in desperate need of your help to teach us these things. We thank you again for your word and we thank you that you are a gracious God who is faithful and kind. Even here in this chapter, as you show forth once again your patience with your people, we thank you for being patient with us. And may you now guide us, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, Exodus 34 can be divided into three main, er, main sections. The first section being the one in verses 1 through 9, in which Moses receives, again, the tablets of stone containing the ten words or the ten commandments that were originally given to him, back uh, beginning with Exodus 20. Now, we know that this was necessary because at the end of... Um, uh, at the end of Exodus uh, 32, uh, there as he comes down the mountain and meets Aaron and sees the matter that is occurring in the camp with the golden calf uh, issue, he, um, we, we read there um, uh, verse 19 of Exodus 32, And as soon as he came near the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, Moses' anger burned hot, and he threw the tablets out of his hand and broke them at the foot of the mountain. And so they have been destroyed. And and so in Exodus 34, the Lord says to Moses, cut for yourself two tablets of stone like the first, and I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. And so he is told to come back up the mountain, to be ready in the morning, come up on the mountain to Mount Sinai and present yourself there to me on the top of the mountain. Again, the the reminder instructions about who is able to be at the top of the mountain is given. Verse 3, no one shall come up with you. Let no one be seen throughout all the mountain. Let no flocks or herds graze opposite that mountain. <clears throat> so Moses cut two tablets of stone like the first, and he rose early in the morning and went up on Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him, and took in his hand two tablets of stone. The Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will, by, who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. And Moses quickly bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. Now, it's interesting here, as God reveals himself once again to Moses, and he shows him something of his character, he makes direct reference Uh, to the event, to the commands that were given earlier and then once again rewritten on these tablets of stone in Exodus 20, he makes direct reference to the second commandment. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Now here's where the connection is made visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. And so this, this connection is drawn from the second commandment here as God reveals himself to Moses. It tells him something of his character that, that the Lord is uh, gracious; He's merciful, even in the situation in which this command was so egregiously violated, so egregiously broken. He's merciful and gracious; He's slow to anger and bounding in steadfast love. But he connects, he connects his uh, that command that was originally given to the events of Exodus thirty-two, as He reveals Himself to Moses, and so these are clearly tied and linked to one another. And as we see the here, God is going to exercise his nature of mercy and compassion, slow to anger, and returning to Moses the 10 words or the 10 commandments that He originally broke, or that he was originally given, that he broke. And in doing that, he reminds Moses of the important nature of keeping that commandment that God has given. Now they're all important. Every command that God gives is important, no matter what that command may be. But this one is especially important here because of the events that have taken place ever since the tragedy of Exodus 32. And so the connection is clearly given. The new tablets are offered to Moses. And here then he begins in the second place of the chapter. We see the renewal of the covenant that God has made. He restores himself, as it were, to the people, they to himself, a God who forgives iniquity and pardons sin, He says, I am making a covenant, verse 10, before all your people. I will do marvels such as have not been created in all the earth or in any nation, and all the people among whom you are shall see the work of the Lord, for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. And so he gives this command, and again in verse 17, he returns back to the very issue that provoked this entire chapter. You shall not make for yourself any gods of cast metal. He goes on and gives some other sundry commands. Um, We see there, um, verse 21, six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you shall rest. Again, reiterating the importance of the Sabbath day. All of these things, verse 27, the Lord said to Moses, write these words for in accordance with these words, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. So he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the 10 commandments. And so the covenant is renewed. Forgiveness is granted. It's given uh, through Moses the mediator. Because of Moses the mediator who interceded, who was intercessor, who mediated on behalf of the people at the end of Exodus 33, here now we have this renewed covenant given. Now much of this, of course, pictures the Lord Jesus Christ. He, of course, the second Adam. But more to the point, the mediator who intercedes on behalf of his people. and God, through Christ, just like God through Moses, uh, forgives us, forgives his people, and restores uh, them to himself, and reiterating the demands that only Jesus Christ could accomplish. Well, after these 40 days are complete, Moses returns to the camp. He comes down from the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand. And unaware... Because of Moses being in the very presence of God himself, his face shone. Now, this is a reflection, of course, of the glory of God that he had witnessed at the end of chapter 33, being in the very presence of God. But it's also indication that God's face has been turned back towards the people. It's been done, of course, through a mediator, uh, through the work of this mediator, Moses. And so we know about the ironic benediction of Numbers chapter 6 in which uh, Aaron blesses the people. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. The Lord's face had been turned away from the people. He tells Moses to get off the mountain, for your people have profaned themselves. They had selves. They had done evil and wicked in the sight of the Lord. His face has been turned away from them. He sets out to destroy them. Moses intercedes on their behalf. He pleads with the God of heaven. He relents of his determination to destroy the people and begin start over with Moses. He reveals something of his glory to Moses. And as Moses pleads for the sake of the people, God restores them to himself. And in that shining face of Moses, we see that very glory, that glorious picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. He, the one who has restored to restored uh, us to His Father through His shining faith of face of being in the very presence of God and offering up of Himself a sacrifice for our sin. And so Moses is is. Um, reflecting this very glory of God in his face. The people, of course, are afraid of that, and they uh, ask him to veil his face whenever he would go in and speak with the Lord. But it is really much a, very much a picture of God's countenance now being turned, his face being turned to his people once again. Now, brothers and sisters, that's what the Lord does for us. Now, there are times when we sin, and sometimes we sin egregiously. There are times when we break God's commands. There are times when we Break the second commandment. We sin daily in thought, word, and deed. But we never lose the favor of our Father. Not because of us, but because of the, of the mediator, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has offered himself a sacrifice for our sin. And it's in his shining face that the Father, our Father in heaven beholds us and accepts us and sees us as precious in his sight, his treasured possession, the apple of his eye. And so here it's a glorious picture of God's restoring his people, forgiving his people, but he does it through a mediator. He does it through Moses as a type of Christ who pictures he who would come, that would come and do it for us, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to contact me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Monday edition... When we consider Exodus 35, various Sabbath regulations that are given here in this chapter as well as other matters, may the Lord help you today. May He find you worshiping Him publicly with His people on the Lord's day. May you seek to serve Him. God bless.